Hey y'all, my name is Nicole Rowan and this is my podcast, a space to encourage you, share biblical truths, get all of these thoughts in my head out and introduce you to some amazing people along the way. For more info, you can go to NicoleRowan.com. Hello, it is so good to be with you today. I took a little break uh, just as we were walking through some personal things and um, today I'm back and I want to talk about something that um, is is not very popular or that I have found to be popular in even the Christian walk and it's something that um, it, it's interesting because it's something that we say, it's something that we sing, it's something that we read. Um, but it's not something that I see practiced very often, okay? And when I when I tell you what this is, your your first thought is probably going to be, "That's not true. I do this." Um, but I want to talk about this topic being prolonged. Okay, so you're probably like, "What is she talking about?" Today, I want to talk about what it looks like to wait upon the Lord. You know, there's a lot of scriptures that talk about this. Isaiah 40 says, you know, those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength, right? It's the whole verse. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint, right? And then a lot of us know Psalm 27, wait for the Lord, be strong. Let your heart take courage and wait for the Lord. Philippians 4, 6, we really all know this one. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to to God. We know those things. We've read those things as believers, right? But how are we walking that out? How are we walking out waiting upon the Lord? What I have found is... You know, the best time that you see people waiting upon the Lord is, is in big decisions, um, transitions, things like that. And, you, you know, I, I've, I've said this myself and I've heard this and I'm sure you've heard this where people are like, you know, I'm just waiting on the Lord to reveal to me. I'm just waiting on the Lord to show me. Um, and and I think that that is common. What I don't find super common is when you watch someone truly, patiently, sacrificially wait upon the Lord until he gives the green light on something. So maybe you're in a relationship and you're like, I'm waiting on the Lord to tell me this is the person or I'm waiting on the Lord to tell me I can date again or, you know, I'm waiting on the Lord to tell me about this relationship. See, a lot of times we wait on the Lord until we don't want to wait anymore or until we're like, okay, it's been a long time, God. It's, it's been years. It's been, you know, months. It's been whatever. And then we're like, okay, I think God is just saying this is not... This isn't, this isn't right. This isn't going to work because I waited upon him. He didn't answer and that must mean it's a no. And today I, I want to challenge us. I want to reveal to us through scripture, someone who waited upon the Lord and, and how long it took. And this is not, listen, y'all, this is not a popular conversation. You know why? Because we don't like to wait. You know why? Because one of the fruits of the spirit is patience. And it's the one thing that we might all struggle with in, in one way, shape or form. And it doesn't help that we live in a microwave culture, meaning you can get anything you want quickly. You need to order groceries, order it on your app. 
you need to order something online, you can quickly go online and order that. It can even get to you within two days. Like we as a culture and as a people living in 2022, we are not used to waiting. There is nothing in our world that glorifies waiting. And so even within ourselves, even if this is a value that we want to live our lives by, it's hard, right? Like I'm not judging anybody. I've been there. You you know, I, I don't like to wait either, but there's something that I've just been noticing within myself, within the church, within those, you know, in situations where they're waiting on the Lord that I'm like, whoa, I want to, I want to zoom in on this. I I want to, um, I want to figure out what this thing is. And I've come to the conclusion that I believe that the enemy wants us to hurry. What do I mean by that? (laughs) The enemy wants us to hurry because if we can hurry up and make a decision, we don't have time to sit and surrender and be patient and utilize that fruit of the spirit. Be patient under the Lord and ask him, God, what are you saying? What are you doing? And who knows? Sometimes he doesn't answer right away. Sometimes we don't have that answer within a week, within a month. Dare I even say within a year, right? Like like sometimes we we don't we don't get the thing that we're wanting to get because it doesn't come in our timeline right and and it's hard but there's a, a person in the bible and I, i'm i'm often inspired by her because as i get older i realize how much waiting upon the lord truly truly matters and her name is elizabeth We see Elizabeth mentioned in the Bible when she's an old woman, you know, Luke likes to say advanced in years. I love that. In Luke one, he says that, that Elizabeth is is advanced in years. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to steal that because that's a better way of saying old, I guess. And we know Elizabeth to be, you know, middle age to old age, um, you know, we're not quite sure of the exact age, but what we do know in Luke 1.18, it says that she was past childbearing age. She's past childbearing age. She has waited a, a long time. She has hoped to conceive. And, and she's past childbearing age. And there's this encounter um, in the temple. The angel Gabriel comes to... to um, to her husband and um and this angel says that Elizabeth would soon be pregnant and that they're to name the baby John and um he goes on to even prophesy over this baby that this baby would you know grow up to be great before the Lord that this baby would bring joy and gladness to them and other people and and honestly her husband is super doubtful right because he's like wait a second she's advanced in age she is is old and he himself was was old right and when we look at this story 
when Elizabeth finds herself pregnant, she says, the Lord has done this for me. The Lord has done this for me. And I think, you know, coming back to our day and age here, we are so quick to hurry to the next thing, to, to even hurry to disbelief, to hurry to negativity, to hurry to, well, God must have forgotten or doesn't have time for me, or I don't deserve this. Like we go into this really negative, it's almost like a trauma response, poverty mindset situation where our immediate first thought is, well, God must not want this for me, or I must not be good enough. Or, and these are all accusations, right? From the enemy. These are not Uh, declarations and speech from the father. Like we know this, especially if you're a parent, you're listening to this, like you don't say these things to your kids, but how often, how frequently do we do that even with our own lives? Something doesn't work out in, in our timeframe. And so we go, oh, you know, this must not be the way for me. Of course, this wouldn't work out for me. And we actually self prophesy things that aren't even the heart of the father. But when it comes to waiting upon the Lord, there is something really holy in it. There is something um, incredibly holy in waiting upon the Lord because it, it does require perseverance. It does require faith. It does require patience. And if we can find ourselves at the feet of Jesus and full surrender, waiting upon him, hands open, not in a hurry, not running to make the next decision, not trying to make anything happen. For so many years of my own life, this was something I struggled with. I was like, I'm going to make this happen. You know what happens when we make it happen? We don't rely on the Lord. And you know what happens? The thing that we made happen doesn't always work out or it's not the will of the Lord or it's not, you know, what you are supposed to be doing. And yes, does God work all things together for good 100%? But I don't know that he has to work out our stupid decisions all the time. I think that as a loving father, he does. But I don't think he has to. I don't think he, um, he, he, you know, always does. I think that sometimes he does because he's a good dad. And he wants to put us back on the right path. But the reality is, if we could learn how to wait upon the Lord correctly, I believe that it would transform our way of thinking about God, but also about our own lives. There was a season in my life, and it was many of years, many of years, and people would say, are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? Are you going to? And people had all kinds of ideas, and they they were actually really great ideas. They were very encouraging, um, super flattering. And they would come to me and I would think I could, I 100% I know that I could make that happen. Then I was like, Oh no, there's that thing again, make it happen. I'm going to wait upon the Lord and I'm going to wait until the Lord says so. And I'm going to tell y'all what that made people so uncomfortable. Even my Christian friends, I mean, my holy rolling Jesus, Sunday morning, going to church, t-shirt wearing Christian friends. They were so uncomfortable. When Nicole, it's been a long time, I haven't, what has God been saying? And I would say to them over and over, he has not spoke about this topic. He has not spoke about this thing. He has not said anything about this specific piece. Well, how much longer do you think he's going to, to have you wait. You know what? That's not even for me to understand because my human brain 
my logic doesn't understand that. So I have to stop questioning God and wanting to get something from him and just love him and be loved by him. Surrender and waiting upon the Lord is difficult. I am not here to toot my horn and say, I have figured it out. No, y'all. I'm still trying to understand it. But the thing that I have found is if I just stop trying to figure it all out and I just surrender and I wait upon the Lord, then it doesn't only refine the faith in me, but it refines that in those around me. Because, you know, have you seen anyone go through a transition? Like, let's let's say a job change. And let's say, you know, they quit one job and they're going to, you know, get a different job. And let's just say it's even in the same, I don't know, arena, right? Like, if you had a friend and they quit their job, you're like, oh my gosh, what's next? And they're like, I don't know, I'm so excited. I'm going to be applying for these jobs and I'm thinking about doing this. And you're like, that's so cool. And let's say you meet with them six months later. And you're like, oh my gosh, how's it going? And they're like, I'm still waiting on God. And you're like, just get a job already. Now, listen, this is not, um, for for some people listening, this is not to say don't work and just wait until the Lord tells you to work. Like, we need to work, right? I'm not saying that. I'm not not saying go quit your job and nap all day. But my point is, sometimes when we watch people wait upon the Lord, it gets uncomfortable for us because we want them to have a solution or an answer, or we want them to, to move on. Especially if it was a painful situation. Let's say somebody got fired. We want them to hurry up and get something else so that they know that God's going to redeem that situation, especially if we love them. It's out of love and justice, right? But it's not waiting upon the Lord. It's not. And in my season where all those people were coming to me and asking, I had, I had to get to the point where I would say, listen, when I know something, you'll know something because God hasn't yet released me of this yet, or he hasn't yet spoken about that thing. I am waiting upon the Lord. You know that if we make something happen and we work outside of what God has for us, we just delay our destiny. There is a destiny upon our lives. And if we just continue to like, well, this makes makes money or this seems comfortable or, you know, this is just the most convenient. That's not always what God wants for us. That's not always what he has for us. And we can, you know, go down the path in the straight and narrow or we can take a couple turns, do some U-turns, do some, you know, circles just trying to go after what we believe is convenient, but we haven't yet waited upon the Lord. And so we're making a decision out of a place of being uncomfortable versus surrender, surrendering, surrendering our right to know, surrendering, you know, our right to understand, surrendering our ability to choose something that would just be doable and waiting upon the Lord. It it is something that, um, we don't practice super well. I haven't seen it practiced super well. There's lots of scriptures about waiting upon the Lord. You know, Isaiah 33 says, Lord, be gracious to us. We wait for you. Be our arm every morning, our salvation in time of trouble. You know, the Psalms talks about waiting upon the Lord a lot. 
Psalm 62 says, you know, for God alone, my soul wait in silence for my hope is in him. Psalm 37 says, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. There is something, my friends, about waiting upon the Lord. One of my favorites is Psalm 37. It says to be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Right? Like how difficult is that sometimes? I'm just waiting upon the Lord. And it might feel like, wow, I'm holy and righteous. I've been doing this for two weeks. But what happens when you've been doing it for two years? What happens when you've been doing it for 12 years, 20 years? Are you still as enthusiastic to wait upon the Lord that that he is truly your father, your provider, your sustainer, your healer? He's truly the one. Are we willing to give up? to surrender unto him and wait upon the Lord. I I think that there is something so beautiful that can come from that season. And maybe you're listening to this and you're, you're like, I've been waiting a long time, Nicole, and I'm tired. This is why scripture talks about not growing weary. We have to renew our faith. We have to renew our mind. There are instructions and practices in scripture for this because God knows The long journeys are exhausting, right? It doesn't mean that you've lost it. You haven't figured it out. You, you know, you're not doing it. No, I'm not saying it's going to be a cakewalk, but you can communicate that to the Lord God. This is hard. This, I'm weary. I need your strength. I need today. I need your presence in a new way. I think it's okay to share those things with him, but to still keep that steadfast faith saying, God, I'm going to wait upon you. I am not going to make any decisions out of what anyone else thinks I need to do, out of what my bank account thinks it needs, out of what my pride thinks it needs. I'm only going to move when you say. I'm only going to, you know, take a turn when you tell me. I'm only going to go when you say so. I promise you, there's something to receive when we stay in that place. So I hope this encouraged you today. I pray that you would wait upon the Lord in joy and in peace. All right, my friends, that is it for today. If you got anything out of this podcast, please go subscribe and leave a five-star review. And until next time.